Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys and welcome to episode 36 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. So today we are going to be talking about Sober Goals 2.0. So this time around last year, I brought out Sober Goals, which we're now going to call Sober Goals version one. And today I just want to go over some of that content I covered in that first initial episode. And then also I'm going to add some other things onto it, like ways that you can build upon setting these goals for yourself. Before I do that, I just want to share with you a story about setting goals that I had myself. And it was about a role that I'm in currently. So as well as helping men stopping drinking, I also contract part-time for a the Life Coach School was a coaching company in the US. And I wanted to work with them. I wanted to work with them for lots of different reasons. I wanted to work with them because of the variety of coaching, the flexibility that it brought, and because I just wanted to get better and better at what I do. Now, in order to get that goal, achieve that goal, I went through quite a few different things to make it happen, okay? So at the very beginning, this school, they have high standards and rightly so. So they want you to be showing up in the best light possible so there were certain things that I had to have, say technology, right? Like I had to have a good webcam, I had to have a good microphone, I had to have a good office surrounding, okay? Because this is something that is very professional and that's what they pride themselves on. So getting all of those things into place came at a time when we were, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic. And buying a webcam and buying a microphone was not easy, let me assure you. And I'm in the UK and I ended up having to buy a microphone from the US. It was incredibly difficult to find because the majority of them had sold out. And I ended up paying over the odds for it and having to get it shipped from America. I also had to go on a waiting list and I think I was waiting for about four to six weeks and eventually these things came back in stock so I had to be very quick in paying and getting it sent over. Then I had to pay the additional money to get it shipped to the UK. And the webcam, I paid like a 50% markup on what they're usually worth just because they were in such high demand. And the reason why I was prepared to do this is because I knew that the investment in this instance of of money was going to be worth its weight in gold, you know, because I was really believing that I was capable of creating this goal for myself. And what I'd done is in my calendar for the year 2021, and I didn't know this was specifically about working for the school, but by the month of May, I put in there that I wanted to be working 15 hours a week coaching with guys who wanted to stop drinking or just coaching in general right and that was my goal and that's what I I wanted to work towards and every night I'd go to bed and I'd be thinking about how I was already a contractor for this company that I was already working for them I was imagining what it was going to be like what I was going to feel like I was really getting into that place of belief in what I was doing 
And then what happened was that come uh, February, I got offered an opportunity to do some work with them, not in the way that I'd expected, and, but it actually did lead to me being offered that position there. And it was incredible because the week of my one month review was the exact same week that I'd put into my calendar of working those 15 hours for this company. So I'd manifested the exact result that I was working towards. And it was, it was really amazing, right? Like, cause we hear these stories all the time and maybe it's just a massive coincidence, but I don't think so guys. I really truly believe that we are able to create our own results, obviously. And I think that when we are setting goals, when we're visualizing, when we're really wanting to make them happen, they will happen and they might not happen in the way that you expect. And that's what happened here. I, I wasn't expecting to be working for this company doing these hours. It could have come in anyway, but it still happened. So it's incredi incredibly, incredibly powerful. The reason I share that story is because it's relevant to what I want to share with you today as part of the Sober Goals 2.0. So in the first episode, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a recap in case you forgot. Uh, I would encourage you to go and listen to it. I just reviewed it myself and it's, it's pretty good if I don't say so myself. <laughs> and some of the key points to take away from it, right, is that it's when setting a goal, especially setting a goal of not drinking, for me, it's so, so important that you really understand why you want to do this. Now, I know you're probably listening to this and you, you know, you have an understanding of why you want to do it. Like you're feeling fed up, you've, you're sick of doing the same shit, you keep you know, spending money, getting in trouble, getting bothered from the missus, from the boyfriend, whoever it might be, is that you're getting fed up with what you're doing, but it's not creating that result of you stopping drinking. In fact, it's having the opposite effect because when you start thinking of those reasons why, very often what I see is then you, people start judging themselves. They start making it mean something about them that they haven't been able to stop or that you're not able to stop, right? But the fucking problem with judgment is it just compounds how you're feeling, which just increases the kind of negative emotion you're already experiencing, which often, more often than not, leads back to alcohol, right? Because alcohol has become that quick escape route to change how you feel, except it never changes how you feel, man. Like for a minute, maybe. But then soon after, you're back right back where you started, except you've been reinforcing this habit that drinking is the way to make yourself feel different. So having that clear and compelling reason, like knowing why you want to stop, not just like on the surface level, but really digging under it and asking yourself the five whys. So why do you want to stop drinking, for example? So you might say, yeah, because I'm sick of feeling like shit. So, okay, why are you sick of feeling like shit? Well, when I feel like shit, I am not showing up to my work. I keep making lots of mistakes. So like, okay, so why do you want to stop making mistakes? Well, if I stop making mistakes, I'm going to start making a lot more money in my business. Why do you want more money in your business? Well, I've got more money in my business. I'm going to be able to do more things in my life. I'm going to be able to buy the house, be able to go and travel and do all those things that are going to meet my values, meet my needs. Okay. So you can see how powerful just kind of keep drilling down into why you want to stop actually opens it up to so much more. So clear and compelling reasons. One of the other things I talk about for me <coughs> was... I set myself a goal of one year, no beer. And 
you know, I woke up on the sofa on that day after Boxing Day and I was just, I'm just going to do one year, no beer, right? Like that's the goal that I set for myself. Now, some of you might be thinking, that's ridiculous. I could never go a year without beer or whatever your drink is. And so I also offer, okay, so let's think about seven day goals, right? You could do seven days, you could do 10 days, you could do 30 days, 60, 90, 100. And whatever goal it is that you pick, it's going to be really interesting, fascinating for you to discover what your brain starts coming up with when you've chosen that goal. Okay, so you choose that goal and it's like, I can't do it. I'm never going to be able to do that. How am I going to be able to have fun? I just want you to be very conscious of what your brain is offering. Like what is the resistance to thinking that you can or you can't take or you can or you can't work towards that goal, right? What are, what are all the what ifs? What are all the how will I questions that your brain starts offering you? Because you've got to write that shit down, right? Because that's your brain just trying to cast doubt on your decision. And it leaves you feeling confused. And when you're confused, you don't make decisions. You know, the saying is a confused mind says no. So just be really super aware. Like this is why I really encourage the guys that I work with or, or anyone in general, right? Like to write down what it is that comes up for you. Like be very aware of what your mind is up to. And another great saying here, we've got lots of sayings today. Because an unmanaged mind will manage itself. So if we don't have awareness of what we're going to think or what we are thinking, it's just going to keep doing the same shit. And remember, guys, our brain is primed to be efficient. It's going to want to take that path of least resistance each and every single time. So by giving yourself consciousness of what you're thinking, you're going to be able to start showing yourself, well, you know, that's a load of bullshit or maybe that's true. Let me just find out how or not. In fact, I'm going to do an episode on this exact method of thinking next week and look at the you know four levels of competency and see how they show up when it comes to changing the or rethinking the habit of drinking but also guys like the habit of anything that we do in our lives so we've got clear and compelling reasons we've got setting yourself a time limit being very aware of what your brain wants to tell you about why you can do it why you can't do it okay then remembering that a goal we set goals because it's something that we can work towards it gives us a focus right and it's really interesting to see when we set that goal and what is the resistance like what are some of the obstacles that we see coming up obstacles are not a reason for you to stop obstacles are for a reason or a way for you to actually start getting strategic about how you're going to overcome them because how you overcome those obstacles is how you're going to get to achieving your goal but one of the most important things with setting goals is who are you going to become on the way to achieving that goal, right? Sometimes we can be so goal-orientated thinking that the goal is the thing that we need to get to in order to feel better, and we just totally miss out on the journey. And when you miss out on a journey, you miss out on all of the little wins, all the little victories, right? Like being able to go to a wedding and not have a drink, being able just to go to a pub and have a soda with your mates right like you miss all of those opportunities because those are the moments that are actually building up this new self-concept of who you are and who you can be as someone who doesn't drink alcohol also something in that episode that came up was like rock bottom you know we get to get our rock bottom rock bottom 
it doesn't mean that you're homeless on the streets drinking neat gin or whatever it is. A rock bottom is just a moment where you really are questioning your relationship to alcohol. Mine was just waking up on a sofa with a hangover, right? Like, I made that my rock bottom. Rock bottoms don't have to be something terrible or tragic that happened in your lives. Like, you can decide, I've had enough. This is my rock bottom. That's even if you want to talk to it as a rock bottom, right? You can choose where that point is where you've just like, I'm done, okay? And that's something we're going to look at uh, shortly is about f the four C's. This is the concept by Dan Sullivan, and I think that's very appropriate. So why do you want to stop, right? Knowing that why, you've really got to go to work selling yourself on it. The more that you can show yourself, tell yourself, sell yourself why you don't want to drink, the impact that it's going to have in not drinking, the more that you're going to recognize and appreciate yourself when you actually take those steps to start doing it you know like you're going to appreciate yourself when you go out and you only have a soda water you, you know what it's fucking great that i went out and did that today i didn't think that was possible a week ago and you, i've given myself evidence that actually i can go out and not have a beer and still be engaged in conversations all right and once you start selling yourself you're going to start seeing more reasons why you don't want to drink than you do want to drink and I think that's key, right? Because right now, potentially, you've got a lot of reasons why you want to drink. You've got a lot of reasons why you think it helps you. You've got a lot of reasons why you think it's going to be impossible to not stop or it's going to ruin life. You know, you're not going to have fun if you don't ever drink again. And it's not until you actually start giving yourself evidence of why that's not true that those why nots are going to start becoming more powerful. So the more why nots you get, the the bigger your reason is going to become also uh two more things just to kind of recap in that episode so there's this idea of the faded effect bias now if you've listened to the podcast with william porter who is the author of alcohol explained like this is one of the things that he talks about in his book and it's actually something i'm learning about as well is all of the different biases that our brain has it's really quite fascinating and that's another episode i'm going to do on enhancement bias Anyway, let me just finish off what I was saying here. So the faded effect bias is whereby we forget the pain of doing something and only remember the pleasure. Okay, so, you know, this is the reason why a lot of women forget how painful pregnancy was and end up having another baby because they the, the pleasure they get from having a child, of having somebody to love and everything else that comes with it is far more rewarding than the the initial pain of actually going through child labor, right? It's the same with drinking alcohol. Like how many times have you gone out on a weekend, got absolutely rat-assed, woke up feeling absolute dog shit on a Monday morning, told yourself I'm never going to drink again, only to get to like Wednesday, Thursday, and you're like, yeah, I want to go out on the beers, right? Because you forget how much it actually hurt. Like our brain is so pleasure-orientated that it forgets the pain. So after a month, say, of not drinking, or maybe even a week of not drinking, if your brain starts offering you these thoughts about, you know, one won't hurt, will it? You have to be so on top of yourself, right? Remembering actually, yes, it really does fucking hurt because when I'm drinking, this is what happens. This is how I feel. I do not want this in my life anymore. You have to stop letting that primitive brain's desire 
for pleasure and the, and that need to be entitled and entertained guide your choices like you have to be super super intentional and deliberate with your thinking and that's this is where sober goals 2.0 is coming in right guys because in order to change rethink your relationship to alcohol you have to rethink the relationship to yourself right like you have to have new ways of thinking new ways of being it requires conscious deliberate thought and our brains by default want to be efficient right like they just want to automate and they just want to get that pleasure and they want to avoid pain <clears throat> so setting a goal it's a good opportunity to show yourself, you know, what, what comes up when you think about not drinking. So when you recognize all of that stuff that comes up about who, who you'll be or what you will or you won't have in your life any longer, that you get to start showing yourself that isn't true. And I want to keep reiterating that point because it's so important because otherwise we just default to what we've done before, right? So we have to be very deliberate. So once you set that goal, like listen to what comes up. Because you get to choose, you get to show yourself how none of it's true. So the more awareness that you have in what you're thinking, the more choice you have, okay? And then when you have that choice, just notice what is the resistance that comes up for you? You know, like what are all of those thoughts? A lot of the time it might not even be conscious. And this is why when we spend time looking at our own thinking, we are able to see it much more for what it is, right? Just thoughts that are often designed to seek pleasure and then that resistance might be there and you just go and do it anyway you're going to go and do it anyway and the way that you're going to be able to achieve that is by looking at these four c's that dan c talks about in his book and the first one's commitment okay so the first step is having your reasons why and committing to them now, if you're not committed, you're going to know pretty quick, right? Because you're going to be indecisive. This is where your brain's going to offer all of those thoughts. So, you know, commitment is, as Tony Robbins says, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. All right. I've shared a story on here before about my granddad, God rest his soul, that when he st stopped smoking, he was given an ultimatum. He had a bad leg at the time and he was smoking quite heavily like nearly up to 40 cigarettes a day sometimes more uh, so his blood was very thin right and he had this injury on his foot and he it wasn't healing like it was just taking over a year i think it was and it just wasn't making any progress and of course right like this is his foot he wasn't even able to walk around a lot and he went into the doctor's one day and the doctor said to him he said look mr rogers if you don't stop smoking you are going to lose your foot. Okay, in that moment, he had an ultimatum. He said he, he can either carry on smoking or he's going to lose his foot. The pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of changing because now he had a foot to contend with. Of course, he chose his foot over the cigarettes, right? And this was a guy who had smoked heavily, heavily for like 40 years. He had a little break in between some of that, but... In general, like he was just sat around smoking. So I, sh I promise you, right? Like no matter where you think you are with your drinking, it all happens in the mind. That change really, really, really does happen in your mind. And it starts with commitment. It's about associating that there's more pain to continuing than there is to stopping, all right? So when you commit, you know, 
I can guarantee that if I was to offer you a million pounds to quit drinking, or if I told you that I'm going to take away your kids if you don't stop drinking, you're going to want to fucking stop, right? You're going to want to stop. So that commitment is a massively important part. The next C is courage. Now, this is important because courage is a way, it's an emotion, and I love it because courage is a way to overcome fear. Now, courage doesn't mean that you are some kind of Richard the Lion Braveheart who's able to conquer everything. Courage means that you recognize your fears, right? You have awareness of your resistance. You have awareness of what is coming up for you and you go and do it anyway, okay? You have that courage. You, are allow, you allow yourself to feel uncomfortable along the way. As I've said many times, guys, Feeling uncomfortable is just all part of the journey. Like nothing's gone wrong, okay? The more you get comfortable in feeling uncomfortable, the easier it becomes. Our feelings are so important. And again, like this is something else I want to do another podcast on very soon is really helping you to learn and process and understand how our feelings work. Maybe you don't think you have feelings. I did for a long time. So courage, so, so important. Next, it's about capability. So it's being able to show yourself that you're capable of doing this. This is the evidence finding piece of the four C's, right? So this is what I was saying about going out to the pub with your mates and just having a soda water, okay? Like that's showing yourself that you're capable. Showing yourself that if you could go one hour without having a beer, you can go two hours without having a beer. Like if your pattern is to get home after work every night and crack open a beer, like, can you show yourself you're capable of not doing that? Maybe you don't crack one open straight away. Maybe you wait a little bit longer. Like whatever it looks like for you, what is it or how is it that you're going to show yourself that you're capable of stopping drinking? And then finally, the fourth C out of all of that is confidence, right? Because when you commit, when you show up courageously for yourself, when you find all of that evidence in your capabilities, you're going to start feeling so much more confident in what it is that you're doing. And when you're confident, it's going to change the game, right? And I even love this idea of, of self-confidence. So confident is using your past to show yourself what is possible. But I love the idea of self-confidence. So self-confidence is having a, a confidence in yourself that no matter what happens, you're going to have your own back no matter what. You are going to love yourself. You are not going to beat yourself up. And the more that you do that, the more you're going to be able to really own what is happening for you. You're not going to spend time dwelling and being in pity and judging yourself, right? Like chucking all those toys out the pram. You're going to be an adult about it. You're going to love yourself hard and you're going to get to this result of stopping drinking. So often when we set goals for ourselves or even the stopping drinking goal is the reasons that stoppers are because of fear. Well, what if I can't do it, you know? But when you indulge that fear of not being able to do it, guess what happens? You end up not doing it. But on this journey, there are gonna be times where you're gonna make mistakes, right? Like you're going to drink when you said you didn't want to. You're gonna have emotions and reactions to them that happen so quickly that you don't, take time to just step back and the more you do that is just a learning opportunity for you 
and it, I keep coming back to this, but like the less you beat yourself up, the easier this will become as well. So that fear of not being able to stop drinking. And now I want to talk about spending time in belief. Okay, so much like my version example earlier of securing this contractor position, I spent a lot of time in belief and I want to just share with some ways with you guys how you can spend time in belief and what that might be able to change for you as well, right? So you commit to your goal, your 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it might be. You become aware of all of those thoughts that come up for you around your decision. And then we want to be deliberate in your thinking. And so what are the thoughts that you want to have about your decision not to drink? So, you know, utilizing your why, how can you use your why to practice daily about why you're choosing not to drink? Like, how can you spend your days walking around talking to yourself? You know, talking to yourself doesn't mean you're crazy, you know, like they say. Actually, I think talking to yourself is incredibly valuable because when you're talking to yourself, you're not listening to yourself. Often when we're listening, it's that subconscious, unconscious mind that's buzzing away all right but when you're deliberate with what you're thinking it's going to start creating different feelings and different results different actions for yourself so spend time believing right because your ability to stay conscious is huge because the brain will want to default to that path of least resistance so something that i do currently is i write down 10 thoughts that i want to practice each day 10 thoughts that i want to i want to create as the new default in my brain right and as you do this over the course of a month what you'll find is you'll be writing these thoughts down and things will happen in your life and you can start associating what happens like choices you make to these new beliefs you start giving yourself evidence of what you're doing right going back to the four c's that you start showing yourself what you're capable of and it's a really incredible exercise because these thoughts will all of a sudden just start popping up without you even having to deliberately think about them. And it's such a, a valuable exercise. So believing in yourself is going to be super important as well. <clears throat> okay, so there's a couple of ways that I wanted to add on to this idea of setting a goal of stopping drinking for yourself. So the first one is the, the four C's, right? Like commit to your goal have courage, you know, know that it's not going to happen perfectly. I think this is an important part because sometimes we can think it's a linear process, but it isn't, right? Like there's going to be times where things don't go to plan, but your ability to bounce back from that, to have resilience, to hold a space for yourself and not beat yourself up is going to be absolutely key because the more you do that, you're going to show yourself that you're capable. The more capable you show yourself, the more confident you're going to feel in what you're doing and the more confident you are, the quicker you're going to get to this result of stopping drinking, guys. And then the next part of that was about spending time in, in belief, like being conscious about your reasons that you no longer want to drink. And how you do that is totally up to you. So for me, I like writing everything down. I also like doing it when I go to bed because I find that when I do it, when I go to bed, I'm like priming myself to, to when I wake up, maybe even in my dreams, but I'm going to wake up and those thoughts are going to be there still, right? Another way I like to practice my beliefs is by listening to music. I find music so emotive and really helps me to kind of like embody that emotion to the thought that I'm thinking. And look, what, what other ways are there that you could practice these new beliefs? Like maybe it's just as you walk around, 
what is there already in the, your life that you do that you could habit stack on? So this idea of habit stacking, I learned from James Clear uh, in one of his books. So there's already something that you do, right? Say, for example, brushing your teeth. So imagine that you're brushing your teeth and you use that. You know, who knows what we think when we brush our teeth? But imagine you brush your teeth and then you're like, actually, I'm going to use this as a moment to practice thinking about not drinking. So you're brushing your teeth and you're like, yeah, I don't want to drink alcohol anymore. Alcohol isn't good to me. Alcohol's no fun. Like my life's so much better without alcohol. Like imagine just two minutes brushing your teeth, thinking all of these thoughts about why you no longer want alcohol. Because I can guarantee you the more that you practice them, when a moment comes up, when you notice a craving or a desire to drink, instead of your brain accessing all of those old default thoughts about why you need it, now all of a sudden you're going to have counter evidence. You're going to show yourself why you don't want to drink. Think about it like being in a play, okay, or doing something on stage is that you have to rehearse. So this is it. Sober Goals 2.0 is about rehearsing what it is that you want to believe about your goal, okay? The more that you do that, the more you show yourself who you're becoming a along the way. Okay, guys, so that's it for today's episode. I just want to say I've got some amazing guests coming up over the next few weeks. I'm really looking forward to getting them on. I'm excited to share them with you, so tune in for that. If there's one thing you take away from this episode, I really want it to be, you know, be nice to yourself. Stop beating yourself up because the more that you do that, the more judgment, more shame you pile onto yourself, the less likelihood there is of you changing your relationship to alcohol because you've already created this pattern of drinking to change how you feel. So you can see how it works, right? So be nice to yourself. Like be compassionate, be aware of what is happening in your brain and and don't be afraid to set yourself a goal, okay? The goal's not the problem. The problem is how your brain is responding to the goal and that, my friends, you can do and work out for yourselves. All right, guys, so good to have you here again. Thanks, take care and bye-bye. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.